Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Preserve and protect your health by listening live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Hello, listeners. Today is August 27th, 2014. Today we have a really special guest. He is Daniel F. Cleary. He's an internationally recognized certified hypnosis instructor and a certified master practitioner of neurolinguistic psychology. Wow. He also is the author of the book called Targeting Pain, A Practitioner's Guide to Relief. We are going to be discussing today how to get out of chronic pain, and we have the perfect expert to help us with that. So now let me bring on to our show Daniel Cleary. Hello, Daniel. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hello, Denise. It is a pleasure. Um, It's interesting uh, calling the program Getting Out of uh, Chronic Pain when one of the basic mistakes that a lot of people uh, make is they're trying to get away from something, uh, in this Mm -hmm. case, chronic pain. And what they really want, I think, in my experience, is they want relief. And getting into being more comfortable is far far easier to achieve than perhaps other things. Um, anyway, just a thought off the top. <laughs> oh, it's it's a great thought. I like starting um, my show out with asking my guest how you got on the path that you're on today. Well, in 1978, I was in a motorcycle wreck, and I paralyzed my right arm and did what is called a brachial plexus avulsion, uh, which causes uh, my nervous system thinks that I'm still in the accident. Uh, Intense pain, 24-7. Went through all the conventional modalities with no success for uh, the first five years after my wreck, I did not sleep in the conventional sense. I would be up for 24 to 36 hours at a time and then collapse for three or four hours at a time, waking up in tears. Um, and then I went to a hypnotist. And within a week, I was sleeping six to eight hours a night. So I thought, wow, that had to be a godsend. This is something to to explore, and I've been doing it ever since. Mm. I imagine you help a lot of people. Well, I, you know, we like to think so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The, the fact is that what I really do is help them help themselves. I'm not. I don't. I I don't perform. I don't do the 
the the work for them. I show them how, and it helps them to change their life. And really, that you know, I, as I mentioned, it's not so much about getting out of pain as it is getting back into a comfortable way of living your life and and returning a sense of control to the individual. Uh, in my case, the signals that I experience as pain are my uh, a broken system responding correctly if it weren't broken. Mm-hmm. So it's warnings that I'm in this this uh, wreck and that I need attention, and it's mistaken information. I can't change those signals, but I can change the way that they uh, that I live with them, mm-hmm. so that the uh, it reduces or eliminates the suffering, and it gives a, a a real good way to reduce the uh, the referred signals or the referred pains that you have when you're living in a situation that's basically fight or flight. Hmm. So tell us how hypnosis factors into this. Well, I'm not even sure what hypnosis is, to tell you the truth. Um, The process, I think that many people misunderstand hypnosis, uh, and the process that we use is uh, more along the lines of the ritual of hypnosis. Um, We enter trance throughout our normal life on a constant basis throughout the day. Um, Utilizing that and understanding how to do that, you know, one of the uh, popular visions of hypnosis is uh, that your eyes are closed and you're completely relaxed and blah, blah. And that's fine when you've got time at home in your spare time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to help people to change the way they feel while they're sitting at their desk at work or while they're walking down the street, walking their dog or, or doing their daily things. So uh, utilizing the skills that we can develop when we have the time to sit down and, and clear our mind and do, do a formal trance is wonderful. But learning how to utilize that trance in your daily life with your eyes open and doing other things is where the the true freedom comes from. Um, Someone with with chronic pain would come to you as a certified hypnosis instructor, and how long would they need to be under your... Um, direction in order to start feeling some um, relief from their pain? Generally in the first session. Um, that's the, Yeah, well, you know, that, that's, that's the thing about it is that uh, when, first of all, they, they don't come to hypnotists on day two. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Usually, my experience is that it's anywhere from two to six years after the onset of their situation, um, because it takes that long to go through the full medical workup and all the different therapies and, and uh, protocols that the medical uh, industry puts you through. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they come in to me and they're and they've been living this situation for two to six years and they find relief in the first session, it's kind of mind-blowing. Usually the first session, I I generally see people anywhere from two to six sessions. Um, The first session is the mind-blower and they come back for the second session to see if that really happened. Wait a minute, did that really, you know, hold on. Uh, because they've been to so many other uh, practitioners over the years and come away with what they perceived as failure mm-hmm. that they aren't really expecting success. 
in most in most cases. I'm you know I, with speaking general terms. Um, so they come back the second time, and when they find a level of relief uh, again, and it's a, it's as good or better than the first time, then they're beginning to get to the point where they can learn a lot of the techniques for themselves and have confidence that this is going to work with for them and with them. Now, I've had people that have come in and they do one session and they call me six months later and say it's the, they're still getting relief. Uh, it, it it only takes a few seconds uh, to, to to me after at the end of the first session, a client should be able to get noticeable level of relief in three minutes or less on their own, uh, and that is first session. So that as they practice and as they work with the different things and and model it for themselves. Uh, it can be it can be instantaneous. Um, think about every most people have been in a situation where they've been active or doing something or playing a game or or, or like that, and they look down and they notice a cut on their foot or their leg or their hand, and they didn't know it was there. Mm -hmm. And and as soon as they see it, they go, "Ouch." <laughs> <laughs> Kind of the knowing about it is where is where the pain begins uh, because they, their mind was so focused in other areas that they didn't notice it. Mm -hmm. uh, we are amazing creatures. We we have the ability to utilize our our uh, thought patterns, both conscious and unconscious, in ways that can do amazing things and healings and that kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Typically, again, in, in a with a chronic situation, uh, they've been through a medical uh, process that has either determined that the painful feelings that they're experiencing are not uh, valid signals, and that most chronic pain is more of a of a memory loop in uh, in the body uh in my case it's torn nerves that are sending signals and the signals are not being returned and in the healthy system if the signal is not returned it says there's a problem so hmm. in mine it it's it thinks that there's a problem because it's not getting the return it's still sending out the signal uh but there's nothing going on that I need to know about. So I tend to ignore that signal because it's not it's it's like a faulty uh alarm on your on your door. When the wind blows it sets off the alarm. You can get upset or you can bang the door and it goes off. Mhm. Mm that makes sense. Are um, you pain free? Uh no. I am suffering free. Uh, okay. The the painful signals continue. I um, see. And there's no medical way to do that that leaves me alive. <clears throat> no medical way to fix that 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 would you know, that I that I would survive. Do you have to go to a different hypnosis instructor? No. No. The. Uh, the ways to utilize our skills, uh, again, the first session, I can teach most people uh, how to get a noticeable level of relief in three minutes or less within the first hour to two-hour uh, session. These have um, to be in person, correct? Pardon me? These sessions must be in person. No. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's sometimes easier, um, but no, I, I, I do phone sessions with great regularity. Oh, uh, good. I'm, I know someone I'll, I'll be referring to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, uh, the example I give of, you know, looking down and finding a cut on your hand or foot uh, is a real 
almost everybody's had that experience. Mm-hmm. So we know that the wound and the level of perceived pain are not necessarily um, set, that we can change that with, with the way we focus our attention. Um, one of my favorites uh, is, do you have children? Yes. Okay, wonderful. This is great. Um, one, two, three, four, how many children? One. One. One, okay. Your child, and when the, is this child grown or? Yes, he's, he's a grown okay. man. Okay, when, when he was young, and he was the little imp that most little boys are. <laughs> mm-hmm. He could be in the next room playing his games, running the video, TV up with the cartoons full blast, uh, screaming and yelling, doing all those wonderful childlike things. And you could sit in the kitchen, have a cup of coffee, and read the paper. And that's parental deafness. And when you can do that, what you're doing is tuning out signals that are not serving, that are not warnings for you. If, however, your your child stumbled or fell against a piece of furniture or, or something changed, the tone or the uh, emphasis would alert you instantly. So you can tune out all these signals that are not serving you. And you know how to do it in another section of your life. So imagine that if you were to have a ache or a pain anywhere in your body that was giving this signal, and you knew that, okay, it, it, it's something that I don't have to be alarmed about because it's not a valid signal, or, or it's a valid signal that I'm not going to cause additional harm by using that, that arm, that leg, whatever it is. So I don't need to pay attention to the signal. Mm-hmm. You can learn fairly quickly how to focus your attention in other areas and how to turn off the alarm system in your mind uh, by saying, not a valid signal, I don't have to pay attention to it. Just like parental mm-hmm. deafness, using that same skill. Um, what would be the first thing you would tell someone living with chronic painful conditions? You are not the diagnosis. Hmm. Um, many people with chronic situations uh, identify with the diagnosis and expect that they're going to experience all of the symptoms or all of the uh, side effects of that diagnosis. And you are the, a, a person who has been diagnosed and who you become may change as a result of the treatment or the process that you're going through, but you are still an individual. And when you yes. when you click into that and get out of the I am the diagnosis, which is usually what happens the day that you get the diagnosis. Uh, anybody that any of your listeners who have had a um, a life-threatening or challenging diagnosis in their life, know that the it's like the floor gets pulled out from under you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's really hard to, to catch your breath and to, and to keep your concentration. Um, True. When you're in that mode, you're... Your, your, the diagnosis and the fears that are associated with it, uh, which are not necessarily the linear fears of the possible medical outcomes, but they include, mm-hmm. you know, what, how will my family be, how will my children, my husband, my wife, all these things. What, you know, will I, you know, of all the things I, I, I've lost, I miss the, my mind the most. Uh, what what would it be like for you uh, if the diagnosis were true? Um, and the white coat is one of the best hypnosis inductions there is in the world. Oh, so interesting. We tend, believe, 
we tend to believe what's being said because it, our filters are turned off because we are going to this person for expert advice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, the the first and most most important thing is you are not the diagnosis. Uh, when I, in my experience with my clients, when that clicks through, their breathing pattern changes. And that tells me, okay, there's a shift. Um, I think the next thing that that I am concerned with or, or, or work with my clients on is expectation of outcome. Uh, I use a process that I call the 10% solution. <clears throat> and basically, if if you were a person living with a chronic painful condition and you came into the office and we're sitting there chatting and things like that, mm-hmm. and I said, uh, how would it be in your life if I could guarantee you 100% that at the end of our session today you'd be completely free of any of this discomfort? And most people go, yeah. And I I say, well, probably not going to happen. And it's kind of a, it's what's called a pattern interrupt. Uh, And I follow that by saying, and if I could wave my magic wand, snap my fingers and make that true, you probably wouldn't believe me anyway because you've been to 10 or 20 or 30 different practitioners over the years and it was always pass-fail. Are, are you still in pain? Okay, that didn't work. Let's do something else. So how would it be mm-hmm. if I could guarantee you a 50% relief today? Mm-hmm. What do you think most people think of that? Um, most people Willing think, to try. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's still good. Uh, what would you be able to recognize as an improvement in your life, what could you do that you don't feel comfortable doing now with 10 or 20 or 25% relief? Would you be able to go out to dinner with your spouse or your family, uh, sit in a movie for two or three hours and be able to do that comfortably? Um, Would you be able to play with your children or your grandchildren? When people start going, yeah, I, yeah, that, that's that's I could do that, I could do that. It goes back to what I was saying in the opening about getting out of pain is one thing, but getting back into comfort is the other. And when you begin to recognize the things that you could do with even a small uh, improvement in your situation, then you're beginning to move towards the things that you want as opposed to away from the things that you don't want. Mhm. And when you can, when I'm working with a client and I get an agreement that 10 or 20, 25% relief would be recognizable and beneficial in their life, then I know that we're bound for glory. We're 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 going to have success. Mhm. Um, mhm. You know the. Imagine you you're asleep at night. You know. Dark, dark out, nice, you know, you wake up and you have to go to the bathroom and you go into the, you shuffling around in the dark, not wanting to wake up the rest of the house and bam, you stub your toe. Ah, jumping up and down on your, on your other foot and trying to <laughs> screaming silently so you don't wake everybody. And mm-hmm. what happens to the rest of you think about that? You just mm-hmm. stub your toe and you're jumping up and down. You're biting your tongue not to scream. What's going on in your shoulders and your hips? They're tight, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. If that signal were going on in your body all the time and all that tightness in the shoulders and the hips, which has nothing to do with the signal itself, if those True. muscles stay tight, then they begin to break down and create pain signals of their own. So if we can begin to identify the signal that is valid or invalid that is associated with the chronic situation and then release the response to that signal, 
that is part of the fight or flight because it's no longer fight or flight because there's nowhere to run. Mm-hmm. The ottoman you kicked with your, with your foot is not going to attack again. Uh, so there's there's no there's nothing to defend against. No fight or flight is necessary. And you learn to release the muscles of your shoulders, release the muscles of your hips and your and your legs. Then you're back to just that one little signal, and that's that's a tiny percentage of the rest of your body. Mm-hmm. And when you can release the referred pains, generally it's 30 to 40 percent of the physical discomfort that most people come into the office thinking is part of the original pain. So when we work the 10% solution and then do a couple of very simple things and they get 30 or 40% relief, they've exceeded the expectation. And this gives them back a sense of of control in life. Mm. And that's vital. I mean, think about this in, in the context of chronic issues when up to this point, Either the medical uh, treatments and and that, or the painful signals, the chronic condition, have been the the pain of all that, both physical mm-hmm. and emotional, have been in control of the person's life. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, in a matter of minutes, they have a newfound sense of control of at least a portion of their life. Mhm. It's so important. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. It, it means that if I can do this in a few minutes, what can I do in days or weeks or you know, as I learn to and develop my skills? Mhm. Um, uh, another aspect that that I find important is that the medical model fights pain. You have pain killers. And mm-hmm. this kind of milita- militaristic talk. And the fact of the matter is that in my case particularly, and in many other people that are living with chronic conditions, the enemy in that context is a portion of ourself. My nerves don't function properly. Or they do function properly, but there's a broken circuit there that's setting off these alarms. Okay. So if I'm, at war, if I'm at war with the pain, I'm at war with myself. Uh, repeat I, that again. I, Re- repeat that again to our listeners. Because well, that's a, a really great point that you're making. You know, when we're fighting pain, mm-hmm. and the pain is a portion of a chronic condition in our system, then in a sense, we're fighting ourselves. And we can't win that fight. Mm-hmm. So when we look at, the, at this from in, in this context and we shift it around to, again, using children as an example, to uh, a relationship that we have with a part of our body that's acting up or, or you know, stomping its feet in the corner and going, no, 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 no. I want it, I want it, I want it. <laughs> mm-hmm. When we recognize and shift that to, okay, this is the part of my body that's not functioning properly, but it's only a small part of my body. I mean, generally, it's it's a minor thing. I, my, my area of damage is a matter of an inch square. Mm. Uh, but it makes my, my feeling is that it's my the whole right side of my face and down my shoulders and arms, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> particularly my right arm. <clears throat> and I have a lot of aches and pains from the strain that I put on the rest of my body to compensate. Mm-hmm. So when I separate those aches and pains <clears throat> and then practice a form of parental deafness with the signals that are not giving me good information, part of the damaged area, then I leave a fairly physically comfortable life. And it's something that is 
having that control and, and recognizing that we can change the way we feel. <clears throat> I speak of, uh, I ask my clients to tell me what they feel. And mm-hmm. they will begin to tell me things like, well, it's ruined my life. It's interfered with my job. It's interfered with my relationship with my spouse. I said, no, that's not how you feel. That's what you feel about how you feel. Tell me what you feel. Oh, well, it's kind of a burning sensation, and it's red or blue or whatever they say. Um, I don't know if you've ever had a lingering ache or pain. Of course. Uh, And if you were to look at it from, from a distance now, you could imagine that it has a size and shape. If you were able to put hold it out in the palm of your hand, for instance, and look at it and describe it to me, then you would give me a size, a shape, a texture, a color, a sound perhaps, or a vibration. And by shifting any of those, it would make it bigger or smaller, it would change the way it feels. So if you had a, a, a situation in your backs, for instance, because so many people seem to have those, uh, just look at it as though you could describe you were going to describe it and put it out in front of you so you can see it, if you can do that in your imagination. And if a client said to me, for instance, that it was red and hot, I would ask what color it would be if it were cooler or if if being cooler uh, would make it feel better. And if they said yes, it would, I'd say, okay, well, then make it cooler and tell me what color it turns to. Because when we change any aspect, it will change all the aspects. Um, it's really amazing, you know, things that are simple are not always easy. And we are trained by the specialists that are treating most of our conditions that more and more specialty and more and more detail is necessary to figure out what possible things could go wrong, go wrong, go wrong. Uh, when in fact it's Occam's razor, the simplest thing is usually effective. Um, how we experience our situation, how we experience these, what I call, uh, I refer to painful signals rather than pain. Um, when they're signals, they're objects. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they are no longer my pain but those signals, then I can still be, going back to the you are not the diagnosis, I can still be a, a person. And I have those signals as part of the person that I am. But they are mm-hmm. not who I am. Does that click? Yeah, it's it's basically taking your your pain and reframing it in your mind by using these broken circuits, correct? Yeah, yeah. And when when it's circuits or signals, then they're objects. They're not who you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what, what I'm looking to do with my clients is change the relationship because by the time, again, two to six years is typical. Uh, by six years, most people have given up. Mm-hmm. Uh, most, uh, many of the people that I see come to me because they're taking uh, massive doses of pharmaceuticals, and mm-hmm. it's affecting the quality of their life, it, mm-hmm. even if it's giving them a certain level of relief. Um, what I want to do is help them change their relationship with the signals because I probably can't change the signals themselves. I've seen cases where I've worked with people who came in and one or two, three sessions, the signals go away or drop to a level that they're no longer interfering in any way and they just, they stay that way. But I'm not going to tell you, you know, Mm -hmm. it's inexplicable. You know, I don't heal people. I help people Mm -hmm. to change the way they experience their lives. 
um, having a relationship with the signals, you know from your own life that there are people in your life that you love dearly that you don't want to be around. <laughs> you know, they're usually called relatives. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you can have unconditional love without having to like what an individual is doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have you can have complete acceptance of broken signals in your body and tell them, okay, go into the next room and watch the TV. I'll I'll sit here and have my coffee and newspaper. And the signals are back there, but they're no longer interfering in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think that's an important aspect. There's also, uh, I, I work a lot with uh, pre- and post-surgery situations with people. Mm-hmm. And it's important for, for those clients to recognize their inner abil- ability to heal uh, and what I call the inner and outer healing teams. We have the outer healing team, which includes the receptionist that that picks up the phone when you call your doctor's office, Uh, the physiotherapist, the nurses, the doctors, the the different uh, other therapists and and medical personnel that you encounter. Uh, And you're going into, uh, with pre-surgery situations, you're going into a situation where somebody's going to take an instrument and open up a section of your body. And that would normally set off alarms. But if you called a technician to come over to your house and repair the alarm system in your house, they may open the circuit, they may take it apart, um, but you can ignore that. So in the context of surgery, what is taking place is happening to benefit your, your system. So you can change your apprehension about it into an acceptance and, and a, uh, a welcome. Uh, it's interesting that the, the way that uh, people do in surgical situations that have had some uh, preparation with it, using self-hypnosis and, uh, if you will, practitioner-based hypnosis, mm-hmm. uh, in that... I have, I've worked with several people that I've actually gone to the hospital with them in, in the pre-op uh, area. And I talk to the anesthesiologist and the doctor, and I say, okay, look, uh, with this, this individual, I, I've, used the, I've used three, two, one as a part of induction. And so if you want it, if you want their breathing or, or their pulse or anything to change during the procedure, that count three, two, one, tell them what you want, and if they respond within 20 seconds, fine. If they don't, then go ahead and use whatever anesthesia or whatever other tricks you have. And they look at me very skeptically and go, yeah, okay, sure. And they're very <laughs> polite. Uh-huh. And I have had I have had anesthesiologists running down the hall after me after the sur- after the surgeries and say I don't know what you did I don't know how this works but I mm-hmm. want to find out more about it mm-hmm. because the people do respond when you're under anesthesia uh, your ears still work <laughs> interesting you know. Uh, they 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 shut they shut off your your conscious stuff, but it, the equipment is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I was working with a woman that was getting ready to have a mastectomy, mm. and I I mentioned in our pre-surgical work that uh, she would be more and more relaxed as she got in in the pre-op room, and that the tip of the felt tip pen that they mark the surgery out with on her chest would cause her to go even deeper. And this is just a, a passing thought. And she told me later that that was what put
put her into, I'm okay. When a client feels okay, or the patient in that case feels okay, they use less anesthesia, faster recovery time. Uh, that woman went home after the, the day after her mastectomy and walked up to her third-story apartment, uh, third apartment. There was a, an elevator available, but she decided to walk up. That's amazing. So mm. what's amazing is that we all have the ability to do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, An untapped ability. Well, actually, it is tapped, uh, but it's putting us into fear. Hunches about how we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, fear is expectations about what will happen or what could happen. Mm-hmm. And when a doctor says, well, you know, you're, I'm going to prescribe this, but there's side effects, and he has to, by law, he has to tell you what the side effects are. A real simple thing is, look, this happens in like 0.1% of the cases, but I have to tell you. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's probably not going to happen to you. Uh, I mean, think about this, that medical students are probably the most prone to uh, to experiencing diagnosis or experiencing symptoms as they learn them. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I mean, the, the power of our minds. That, you know, mm-hmm. what is going to happen when I go into the doctor's office and you get your stomach gets tight or your chest gets tight, your breathing restricts, you go into fight or flight because of expectation. Mm-hmm. When you prepare for it and you recognize that I'm going there because I've noticed this situation in my life and I'm going to an expert to help me work it out. And therefore, everything that we do together is uh, is welcome, is invited. Uh, post-surgery, um, physical therapy, people that are going through these things that are by their nature, you know, the tests and, and uh, the therapies are stretching you to your limits and beyond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but they're things that you're doing because that's how you improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, working with uh, clients with fibromyalgia, and they come in and they tell me this and this and this, and we work and we do some things, and they begin to get some relief, and they say, yeah, "Wow, I feel so much better." But I, I haven't done anything really physical for a, a couple of years because I've been feeling so lousy for so long, and I've started to go out and walk. And they come back and they say, oh, I've got, I've got aches and pains. I said, isn't that wonderful? These aches and pains you went out and earned. They're like a badge. <laughs> you know, they're the gold star. <laughs> you want these. And this is earned discomfort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's shifting our relationship with these signals and with ourselves about our the way we experience the things we experience. And I think that's where it becomes portable. So it doesn't require, you know, when you've got time to sit in, sit in a comfortable chair and dim lights and soft music and all that, fine, do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give yourself in those, in those situations. I want my clients to be able to walk down the street at, at, a, at, at, at their maximum comfortable pace and allow themselves to go into trance. I want you to be able to sit at your desk at work and type and answer the phone and do whatever it is that you do as part of your job and be able to let go of the painful signals that have been bothering you in the past. Hmm. Be able to to release and to let let your shoulders go so that the muscles of your of your shoulders relax and your neck when the signal may have been your hip or your knee. Hmm. Uh, so that you're not reacting uh, so much as responding. To the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Listeners, you know, if, 
listeners, if you're just joining, if you're just joining us now, we're talking with Daniel F. Cleary. He's a pain relief educator and a certified hypnosis instructor, and we're talking about how to get out of chronic pain. He's also the author of a book called Targeting Pain, A Practitioner's Guide to Relief. Can you give me an example of how someone, maybe one of your clients, could begin to change their experience, as you put it, because you've been giving us a lot of feedback? Well, the... My favorite example, uh, think about, okay, you have a, a grown child. Uh, do, do you have any grandchildren? No. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. My favorite resource is finding something in the person's life that they have either unconditional love for or uh, really, really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and grandchildren are almost a gold chip <laughs> because mm-hmm. you can be upset with your children because they did or didn't do what you expected of them, but your grandchildren are, you know, you, you spoil them and send them home. Uh, so when I speak with my clients, I look for something in their life, what I call uh, or consider a resource, and uh I will go into that usually before I talk about whatever their painful situation is. Mm-hmm. When I can find that resource, then I explore that with them. Oh, you have grandchildren? Oh, aren't grandchildren wonderful? I'm, you know, they are this and they're that, and we talk a little bit, and I listen to what they have to say about how they relate to their grandchildren, and I, you know, always put in the thing about spoil them and send them home. And this is a really good way to get back at your children. Uh, and when they are doing that, they are generally going into a trance because they are going to that grandchild. And they are imagining, and, and I'll ask them to describe the child to me. And, and oh, and, this talk, and, I'll, and I'll be slow on the uptake. So they have to give me a lot of detail. And it may be grandchildren. It could be scuba diving. It could be any anything that that I can find. Uh, I was working uh, teaching a, a class recently, and a doctor that was there latched onto the grandchild thing, and he emailed me a week or two later and said that it was working really well, but that he had this twenty-something-year-old, and he asked her if she had any grandchildren, and she looked at him like he, had, you know, stepped off the UFO. Uh, <laughs> It's like okay, context. Finding something that that they that they truly love, or or that completely absorbs them, and then uh, developing that a little bit and getting more detail. And you can imagine, you know, your son has grown and all that. But there were times and anchors that you have with your with your son from when he was very little that. You, you may not even be able to pinpoint, but that you can that you can experience in, in an instant the aha or the oh my goodness or uh-huh. isn't this wonderful? And when you do that, and I'm able to pick up on it and perhaps enhance the memory a little, mm-hmm. and then I say, now tell me about that thing you came to see me about. In most cases, it's much better. Oh, that's great. Well, Dan, we're we're running short of time. I would like you to tell our listeners how you can be reached and where they can purchase your book. Uh, Dan Cleary, D A N C L E A R Y. Hypnosis, H-Y-P-N-O-S-I-S, all one word, um, .com is my website. Um, And through that, you can email me or you'll see my phone number there. Um, My phone number is 561-99-1274. 
targeting pain is on the front page. Uh, and although it says a practitioner's guide to relief, it was written for people who do not have hypnosis experience. Um, okay. It is written, you know, for caregivers and even for it's a, de- a development of a client guide that I had put out several years ago. Um, so Great. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with us. I know I've learned a lot, and I'm hopeful that our listeners, uh, for those who do have chronic pain issues, will contact you. Yeah, and the people that that assist them, too, their family and friends. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not rocket science. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I thank you so much for the opportunity to share with your listeners. And Mm -hmm. I look forward to having another session with you. Okay. Thank you so much, Dan. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Listeners, please join us again uh, next Wednesday. We're going to have another wonderful show for you. Until then, be safe, be healthy. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit Got Cancer? Now What? for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? Listeners, just want to remind you that the entire contents of this radio show are based upon the opinions of Denise and her guest. It is not intended to replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified health care professional, and it's not intended as medical advice. It's intended as a sharing of knowledge and information from our guest and the experience of Denise and her community. We encourage you to make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with a qualified healthcare professional of your choice. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.